listeners, welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy, and I am your host for today's episode. I'm so excited to get into this episode because I sit down with Lysandra Prum. Now, for those of you who have attended the Leadership Summit, or perhaps you attend the Young Adults Ministry at Northview Community Church, you will know Lysandra is interning for us at Apologetics Canada, as well as at Northview Community Church. Our conversation today is called Adulting 101, from dentistry to ministry. We're talking life. We are talking what it means to work hard and the challenges and pitfalls that that just so happen to come with growing up. How do we combat those challenges with a good heart? How do we not get surprised by the highs and lows of life? Well, we're going to get into it right away. But before we get into that episode, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you that the AC Conference is coming up beginning of March on the 1st and the 2nd, Can I Trust the Bible? So join us March 1st and 2nd to take a closer look at the reliability, relevance, and truth claims concerning the most printed, published, translated, and circulated book in the world, the Bible. You can head to apologeticscanada.com slash conference24-bc for more information. But just before the conference, and I'm talking right before on February 29th, we will be showing you the video series. We will be having a Can I Trust the Bible series premiere. This will be happening February 29th at 7 p.m. at Columbia Bible College. The address is 2940 Clearbrook Road, Abbotsford, B.C. Why do you want to be there? Because we will not be showing this video series at the conference. You may see a promo, you may see a trailer, but if you want to be among the first to see the entirety of this series, come out to this event. If you want to sign up, bible.apologeticscanada.com. And if being among the first to see the video series in its entirety wasn't enough, the event is actually going to be catered by this incredible dessert shop called Afterthoughts. Locals say it's amazing, so make sure you come out. Once again, February 29th. You do not want to miss it. Head to apologeticscanada.com for more information and to register. But that's all from me. Let's get into this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy, and I am here today with a special guest, Lysandra Prum. How are you doing? Doing good. That that sounded so weird saying prune because I was thinking you were going to say ends, and I still <laughs> need to make that switch. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Lysandra was recently married in September, and that's actually right around the time that she joined us as an intern here at Apologetics Canada. So, But this is your first time being on the podcast. This is. How are you feeling right now? It's a little weird. <laughs> I listen to the podcast a lot, so much like Max, it feels weird to be on this side of it. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand. For those of you who don't know, the the man, the myth, the legend who is behind the camera is Max Chadwick. And recently he was on the podcast and he also shared his feelings of being nervous of being on this side. So shout out, Max. <laughs> um, but we're here at Northview Community Church in Abbotsford to to have a conversation to essentially give our followers, our listeners, our viewers, an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better, know your story, and honestly find out why on earth are you interning with AC. But for those of you who don't know Lysandria, Lysandria joins the AC team as an intern to lend administrative and creative support. With five years of dental assisting in the rear view, Lysandria is endeavoring into Northview Church's apprenticeship program, which she is well on her way doing. Here she is studying the Bible and joining their high school youth ministry program. She is a part-time contributor to AC, as you've heard. 
And she's offering a lot of creative support and coordination, especially for those of you who might have come to the Leadership Summit or have heard about the Leadership Summit. Liz Andrea played a major role in the success of our most recent one back in March. But I'm not going to just go through your bio because that, I know that makes people super uncomfortable hearing about their life in <laughs> the writing format. But uh, yeah, Lysandra, first of all, how on earth did you get into the desire to do high school and young adults ministry? Oh, that's a loaded question. It just, <laughs> I don't know exactly. I can't tell you exactly all the pieces that came together, but it's definitely a conglomeration of a lot of different things. I grew up with my parents, both in ministry. So I think I was exposed to what ministry life looked like, mm -hmm. and I only had good memories, and I just loved being around people and being in the church. So I think I've always had this desire to somehow be making a difference in the church, um, in ministry, but like you said, I was a dental assistant, so that was definitely a very different thing than being in ministry, and that happened just out of high school. I had an opportunity to work in the back and just do some sterilization and that eventually turned into assisting. And I stayed there much longer than I thought I would. But as I was there, um, just learning about life and how to work in a workplace that isn't run by Christians. Cause I had grown mm. up in this Christian bubble of, yeah. you know, yeah. Christian school and this amazing church. Well, well let me ask. So, being a Christian in a non-Christian setting, and and you talked about the Christian bubble, which is a hundred percent a real thing. You yeah. know, the the bubble of whether you're in a Bible college or you're at your church community, and it just kind of feels like I can talk about faith here with everybody, or the way I deal with struggle and challenges is very similar to so many other people. What was that like in that setting? It was a huge, huge internal conflict for mm. me. Um, it was the first time that the rubber was really meeting the road. Like mm. I I felt like I had all these years of education and Christian community behind me, backing me that gave me this foundation. And now I actually have to put some like yeah. building blocks on the foundation yeah. and start like sharing my faith and being open about it. And I, I don't think I was ready for it. Like I just didn't realize how different the world is from mm. the way that I would live my life. And that caused me to just have a huge barrier with connecting with people and mm. loving them rightly. So there was a lot of judgment and yeah. um, and I didn't like that. And I felt like I wasn't connecting well. That was kind of what caused me to jump into apologetics. Um, yeah. I was introduced to it by one of my family members and we started coming to all the conferences and um, and I really discovered this hunger for just knowing what I believe and having a reason for the hope that I have in Jesus. I realized that I was having these internal conversations within myself where mm -hmm. like dialogues are it's me versus a skeptic. Yeah. And those conversations would propel me to try and figure out what I believe. And too often I found that the skeptic was winning. Not that I didn't believe what like I knew what I believed and that I I wasn't like swayed, but I just wasn't able to articulate it well. So then yeah. that like led me to just finding a whole lot of resources and apologetics being one of them. So I started volunteering and I think that's how the opportunity came up. Mm -hmm. Um, cause then I wanted to 
learn about the Bible. So that's partly why I'm in this MAP program, Ministry Apprenticeship Program, um, because I just want to go deeper in the Bible and my knowledge of that, um, but also get experience in ministry. And it's been amazing kind of doing this crossover of getting yeah. my ministry experience through yep. the Ministry of Apologetics Canada. So it's all the... It all came together. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know we're super blessed to to have you interning. I know um, working with you on the Leadership Summit uh, was just, it, it was our best one, you know, like, and, it, and it's been cool watching the progression of the Leadership Summit, uh, the initiative that that is. For those of you who don't know what it is, you can always head to apologeticscanada.com slash leadership summit and find more about that. But I just want to touch on something really quickly that you said. You were talking about the uh, the ability to articulate your faith or um, your understanding of some of these biblical truths, that was the importance of apologetics for you. And I think that's, that's such a really important statement that I don't know if a lot of believers really consider, especially young believers, the importance mm -hmm. of articulation. Yeah. Because much like you, I remember, you know, I grew up a pastor's kid. I grew up in ministry, surrounded by ministry my whole life. And I had all this language you know, Christianese, if you will, uh, all this language of the church and of faith. And I found when I, I when I went into a world setting, like I was, you know, a, a soccer player, I was playing with all kinds of different people, different walks of life. When it came to really talking about faith, I realized, oh, man, I can't I can't just use sanctify and salvation like everyone's going to understand that I had to. I had to get language to to my thought processes. But one of the things, and I and I, and I wonder if this kind of ever came up for you in the workplace, was when people would challenge me on the questions about good. Like, mm -hmm. what is good? Or if God is so good, why? Did any of those kind of conversations ever pop up that maybe had you feel, okay, I, I might need to do a little bit of work here? Totally, yeah. Just like break room conversations where I would work with lots of people from an Indian background mm -hmm. and uh, I guess their view of good and evil uh, they would say that it's very similar to us of God is good and yeah. but good is in everything and God is in everything so it just it, it made it complicated because when I'm trying to explain that God is good and he is in me they're like yeah yeah God is in us he's yeah. in everything so it's just like yeah. Okay, like the language that we're using is similar, but it's completely like with different meaning. And what you're saying about like trying to use different words that somebody outside of the Christian faith with all of that, um, like dictionary full of this Christianese language mm -hmm. would know. It reminded me of when we recently in our youth ministry, all of the youth leaders meet before all the youth kids come and we have kind of a training session um, or some kind of teaching um, or do an exercise that would just help us develop as leaders. And one of the things that they made us do was split into groups of two or three and share the gospel with each other as cool. if the other person has never heard. I and remember that. that. Was like, I remember doing that at Bible college as It well. was just crazy to like reveal that about myself of like, I know this so well and I know how it's impacted me so deeply and transformed me but why is it such a struggle to say it in a way that mm -hmm. makes sense to somebody that doesn't know yeah all these words of sanctification and like <laughs> yeah. penal substitutionary atonement and like things like that where making it, people's eyes roll. it just yeah. yeah it really frustrated me and has made me want to just go back and like go back to the basics and yeah 
practice. Like any kind of good communication takes practice. That's that's so true. That's a really good point. I mean, I think I think anything, you know, if you really know a lot about it, you should be able to digest it down to something that a five year old can consume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think if we can't do that with faith and these conversations mm-hmm. around Christ in our lives and the world that we live in, that he ultimately has come to save, I think we're going to miss out on so many different amazing opportunities. And I think this is really going to challenge the way that we look at evangelism and the way we kind of move in this world, because, you know, as, as, as young people, it's sometimes it's really easy to just assume like, I'll deal with that when I get older, I'll deal with that some other time. It's not really going to matter to me now, but you're, you know, you're showing in your own experience that as much as being a dental assistant, it wasn't something that you planned for necessarily. It was an opportunity that that God gave you. And it's kind of like, okay, what are you going to do with that? What are you, you know, we, we always talk about, man, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but for what? To do what? And uh, I think it's a, important, it's important to look at that. Yeah. One, of the, one of the cool things I remember um, with you at the Leadership Summit is you, you did a, a talk called Adulting 101. And <laughs> to this day, it's, it's probably been one of my favorite sessions just because it was so raw and, and so real. Like you had probably the craziest last quarter of the year that oh I can imagine. Goodness. Like, why don't you tell people about that? That Yeah. I, for some reason, the biggest changes in my life all happen within a month's time. <laughs> yeah. And so some of those changes were getting married, mm-hmm. moving out from my parents' place, starting school after being in the workforce for five years. And... Oh, what else is there? Starting ministry. Yeah. yeah. Being a youth leader and starting yeah. working with Apologetics Canada. So, yeah, all at the same time, it was mm-hmm. just what is happening. And and I had, yeah, multiple people warn me, like, are you going to be okay? Like, this is a lot of change and you need to be prepared. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be difficult, but there's just some things you can't like quite prepare for until mm-hmm. you're in it. And then God has to sustain you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. It, it it really reminds you of this this living hope that we need to lean into because mm-hmm. yeah I remember when when our family moved to BC we were moving here people asked me are you moving there for music I said no are you moving there for a job I said no are you moving there for soccer I was like no I'm like what are you moving there for it's like I am moving there to be a part of a new church plant to mm-hmm. jump into ministry as full time as full time looked like for me you know whatever whatever that kind of looked like. Yeah. At least in my mind, I had this idea of what it was going to look like. And when I got here, it looked completely different than than what I expected. Mm-hmm. And I was really challenged more times than not because, you know, we were, you know, we're a young family. My wife and I at the time, I think we were, we'd been married for five years, just maybe just about six. Mm-hmm. And we had our daughter by the time we moved here had just turned one. And we were just in this whole new province and around a whole bunch of different people, no, no family in the area. It really taught us how to kind of lean into, okay, God, what was the last thing you told us? Mm. And learning to get in the word for ourselves and really learn to just hold to this, this faith that he's going to see us through, but knowing that sometimes it's going to be hard. Yeah. And, I, and, and so I want to ask you, because there's been multiple conversations that, you know, have been going over social media online where you're seeing a lot of people in kind of the Gen Z 
age bracket and and maybe a little bit into our the millennial world there's this argument of like do do people actually believe in hard work anymore are we afraid of hard work have you have you come across that at all yeah i think in this generation where so many people are just rejecting god and we are our gods when you remove god from the equation there is no meaning so why work? Why put up with a boss that is, you know, giving you a hard time? Why, right. you know, wake up early in the morning to like the only reason really that a person would have without God is to live, is to survive, mm-hmm. make money and eat and feed themselves. But it's, yeah, not realizing that work isn't a bad thing Yeah, is huge and how God himself was the first worker like he made the universe yep. and in six days he did that and on the seventh he rested and that was good and he called it good and he gave adam and eve the ability to work and that was before sin entered the world yeah and he did those things um first of all like in community mm. when he did that he did that through jesus because the word was with god at the beginning yeah and so the whole nature of the trinity there's community in work so that gives purpose to it and god brings chaos to order mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he did in creation and that's as image bearers we're part of our worship is becoming like him yeah and when we work and when we're bringing chaos to order we're being like him and that's a form of worship so we can worship through our work but if yeah if you don't have god as your center of worship then why like yeah I saw this thing actually on TikTok years ago, <laughs> but it's where we get all of our major content yes, these days. Exactly. <laughs> but somebody was trying to, exp- trying to basically give a remedy for somebody who's feeling stressed. Mm. And they're saying, remember that you are basically a clump of cells on this rock that's tiny and it's flying through space at a crazy amount of speed. And one day you will cease to exist. So why? why stress like there's nothing matters so don't be stressed and it's like it's so hopeless it's hopeless so hopeless so if you if you don't have hope there's just no reason and i had to learn that as you know just becoming an adult and gaining responsibilities and trying to create order in my life i do struggle with keeping things organized and it's been a game changer to realize that Mm. it's a good thing order is good and just because your bed is going to become unmade when you sleep in it does not mean that you don't make it like I'm that's a really small example no that's good but like I felt like everything was futile even just dental work like you you put so much effort into fixing a tooth and then the person just lives their life and it gets broken again or it decays like everything's just in this state of entropy and it just like decays and the world is fading away and that's true because the world is under this curse yeah but work is not bad in and of itself yeah first of all you preaching right now (laughs) preacher lasandria in the building ladies and gentlemen uh i was (laughs) listen i i i just i love what you're saying is that this reminder that God brings order to chaos, right? And you, you see this in Genesis, right? It, the Holy Spirit was hovering over this, this void, this, and and it's interesting to to look at that as a chaos, right? Because anything that is not in order and is not operating according to His creative design is chaos. And 
another thing you were saying there is like as image bearers, I think sometimes we take ourselves too lightly in recognizing that as soon as you walk into the room, you have the potential because of who you carry within you mm. to bring order to the chaos that is happening. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, we were talking briefly about being a Christian, being a believer in a, a non-Christian workplace. I spent many years in the youth working field. And one of the things I found is I dealt with stress. I dealt with incidents. Mm -hmm. I dealt with you know, moments of really questioning what's going to happen very differently than my colleagues, so much so that it was noticeable. And it's not something I say to like toot my own horn, but really to boast in like literally this is the Christ in me because yeah. I couldn't explain it any other way. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting with my manager one time and we were just doing, you know, our quarterly review or whatever. And she was just saying, there's something I really appreciate about you I, is how you have been able to maintain your cool and your personality and you have not, you know, given up on kids when these rough things have happened. And, mm -hmm. and she said, I don't know much about your faith, but I wonder if that, you know, if I should be attributing much of that to your faith and how you deal with things. Yeah. And it was just a small moment where I was able to just say to her, I'm like, yeah, that's it. I wanted to, to dive in a little bit more as you were talking. It reminds me of a passage in John 17 and John 17 already is like one of my favorite chapters. Like mm -hmm. just Jesus's prayer for us is such a healthy reminder of what he really desires for us. Starting at 14, it says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not, the, uh, not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Mm -hmm. Like how do we would you say to a young person who is kind of wrestling, obviously we could just look at the scripture, but what are some of the ways that you've had to articulate maybe to a young person, like there's going to be trouble in this life? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, knowing the scripture and knowing that that's something we're promised and it's, it's not something that we have to be afraid of being in that scenario. Mm -hmm. um, like Jesus himself, he was led by the spirit into the wilderness to yeah. be tempted. Yeah. So we're, led sometimes by God himself and by the spirit to be into in these situations where it's going to cause us to fully trust him. Yeah. And it kind of has a way of humbling us and showing us our need for him that otherwise sometimes if life is going good and we don't really feel a need, then we don't, yeah, we don't depend on him the way that we really need to mm -hmm. day to day. Um, so just, it's something that we should actually be thankful for when we yeah. come across these trials and things that it's a, it's a grace of God because he knows that that's what causes us um, to go to him for refuge and for help. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's exactly the story of my own life of in this recent season of change and just different things. It's, it'll get to a point where I think I'm on top of the ball and, but then you know, balls are dropping and, <laughs> and then I start feeling like the weight of just, I can't do it. And I have these limitations mm -hmm. and that in that moment is when I cry out to God yeah. and when I seek him and that's when I, I just know he's so close to me and he cares and he's there ready to pick me up and be like, why were you trying to do this on your own? Like yeah, you, I'm here right. for you. <laughs> right. And, and, and I wonder if you would agree with this, but I find it's so often that 
we will focus on going after God when we're in the midst of trouble and mm-hmm. in the midst of trial. But when things are good, the the, the most difficult thing yeah. is to actually pursue him almost even more when mm-hmm. things are things are going great. I know I've struggled with that for sure. Yeah, I struggle with that big time. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's this weird, like, I notice whenever I have my hardest moments in life, if I'm turning to God, those are also simultaneously the best. Like yeah. this like hardship and grief even is mixed with this intense joy and just Mm -hmm. comfort. And it's so weird because they're always together. You know, it's not just pure joy where everything, usually the joy, the deepest joy that I feel is when I'm in my deepest need of want and need from God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've found, you know, scripture says seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added Mm -hmm. after has really kept me. Mm-hmm. because it's not like God is unaware of our needs and our dreams and our desires. Yeah. But he's also saying, trust me, if you focus on my desires, your desires will, will mm-hmm. change. My pastor puts it like, you'll get a desire transplant as mm-hmm. you really decide to put on the mind of Christ, to really seek first his desires and the things he wants. Then your prayer life dramatically it, it dramatically changes actually, because mm-hmm. now you're not praying for the things you want. It's like, Lord, what do you, what do you desire? Your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that on earth, there's experiences of God's goodness that he wants you to experience on this side of heaven. And I think we wait so much to, okay, well, one day when we're in heaven, it's all going to be, it's like, but what about now? Yeah. I gave you the blueprint. I showed you my son, <laughs> Jesus. You think he was stressed out the whole time? Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, that's Jesus though. Like, well, who are we called to be like? Yeah. You know, he gave us his word. He gave us the spirit, the, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to that question at the beginning. If you're filled with the spirit, what are you filled for? What are you doing with that? Yeah. If you had anything, you know, any final thoughts about you know, wanting to encourage maybe one of our listeners, maybe someone who's listening has been going through a tough time or they find themselves just working, working, working. What would be, you know, some encouragement that you'd have for some people today? Let me pull my Bible up here. She got the big book. (laughs) Okay. I think the most encouraging thing that in this life, when there's struggles and when I, when I fall and when I stumble and when I sin, I, I wrestled for years with just doubting my salvation and feeling Mm -hmm. like, oh man, I need to please God. And it basically turned into a works-based salvation. And, and I would feel these spiritual highs of when I'm doing good, when I'm reading my Bible and praying and not really messing up too much, then God's happy with me. I can come into his presence. But what I've been really realizing the past few years is that we have been made perfect already in Christ Jesus when yeah. we are saved his the way god sees us is now through Christ's righteousness but just like in hebrews 10:14 it says for by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified so it's mm. like we're perfect but this world we're still being sanctified so don't be discouraged when you yeah when you see your struggle when you see your sin it's a process and it's a lifetime process. So that would be my encouragement. Yeah. It's, it's that he who began a good work will finish it unto completion, Mm -hmm. right? Well, he'll see it through, you know, you think about how, what God intended for us 
is to be in right relationship with him. We are born into right relationship through mm -hmm. Adam and Eve, but the fall is what caused that separation. But it's that getting back to garden reality, mm -hmm. getting back to what was, what was the Eden desire of mm -hmm. the Lord. And it was to walk with him in the cool of the day mm -hmm. in, in relationship with him without, without concern. But like you said, work was part of that, right? Yeah. We were given stewardship over the land. We were given stewardship over, I mean, name, naming animals. You don't like, they worked, but one of the curses was you'll have to work hard, really, really, really hard. Yeah. It wasn't like there wasn't anything for us to do before, but it looked more as stewardship mm -hmm. overseeing. Now we got to really toil to potentially get a crop. And so that's, uh, that's and, really encouraging. And what happened when Adam and Eve sinned, they hid from God because yeah. they felt like they couldn't be in his presence. And yeah. now that Jesus has made a way that we can be in his presence, let us come boldly before the throne of God because yeah. it's only before the throne of God in his presence that we receive mercy and grace. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you so much um, for joining us today on, on the AC Podcast. Listeners, viewers, this has been a great time. Listeners, make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube and join us next week when we find more things to think about. And as always, love God. Love people. Bye for now. It's the AC Podcast. Podcast.